it's time for another edition of Mets Musings. Hi, this is Ron Darling. Uh, this is Skip Lockwood. Hi, I'm Ron Swoboda of the 69 New York Mets, and you're listening to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. Well, the Mets had a rough week this week. It's fair enough to say that. Three and five. They went two and two with the Phillies, uh, lost in Washington, and then one and two in Atlanta. And it's the same old bugaboo with them no offense. The offense has been terrible, continues to be terrible. Oh, by the way, happy 4th of July. I got my red, white, and blue Stars and Stripes hat on from a couple of years ago. Happy 4th of July to everybody. Um, we can actually celebrate this year a little bit. I hope you're out there celebrating Maybe we'll go to Yankee Stadium for the game. Yes, I said Yankee Stadium because the Mets are back home for the weekend, but they are in the Bronx playing the Yankees. But it's like a home series. I mean, uh, they'll be able to sleep in their own beds and all of that kind of nice stuff. So uh, let's hope for a better performance. Uh, Wednesday night was horrible. Thursday, they actually scored off of Jacob DeGrom. He gave up three runs. The Mets came back, but they lost in the bottom of the ninth. Seth Lugo lost it on a walk-off base hit by the Atlanta Braves. So... But again, this team is not consistent. It isn't consistent with the scoring. The offense has been just god-awful. And I'm going to play a voicemail for my good friend Jeff from Long Island who uh, actually sent this a week ago, uh, but it's still relevant today. It's still relevant with the way the Mets are playing. Let's hear that now. Hey, Gary, Jeff here. I'm calling during the first game of this doubleheader on, on Friday against the Phillies where the Mets had first and second and nobody out in the first inning and could not get the run in. The fundamentals are absolutely atrocious. That's when Nola went on to strike out 10 consecutive Mets to tie Steve's record. And now Nola hits a double to score the uh, first run. What is wrong with this team? It's pathetic. They gotta get the ones in from second and third with no outs. <clears throat> Fundamentals, fly ball, ground ball. Ground ball would have scored a run. Nothing. They went down striking out after striking out for ten consecutive times. Absolutely pathetic. Rant over. 
great. <laughs> and thank you for that, Jeff. Uh, I, it's hard to disagree. It continues. The strikeouts are amazing to me. The amount of strikeouts that this team, everybody wants to hit a home run. Everybody wants to hit a home run. Meet the ball. Make contact. Take it to right field. If they put this shift on, go the other way. Hit the ball where it's pitched. I saw McCann swinging pitches that were two feet off of the plate. Alonzo, forget it. He needs a rod and reel the way he's fishing at some of these pitches. It is just pathetic. Conforto trying to pull everything. The only guy that that's have some semblance of hitting has been Guillaume. McNeil comes back. He's trying to pull everything. And then when he's successful, where is he hitting the ball? Left center, left field. They should be going up the middle or the opposite field. And if I was Rojas, I'd find anybody that strikes out. You strike out, you get the fine. Double if you strike out looking. Double. And I would tell him in a game, you must shoot the ball to the opposite field every time up. Shoot the ball. And they don't bunt. They don't hit a fly ball. We hear about all this uppercut, 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 launch angles, all this crap. Yet they get a guy on third with nobody out or one out, and they can't get him in because they don't hit a fly ball in. What happened to all your launch angle and all that crap? And now I think they're getting to the point that they're all over-anxious. Because they know it's a problem. So what do you do? Do you fire the batting coach again? We've already been through one batting coach. Are we going to get rid of another one? Apparently, it's not the batting coach's fault. It's the players. Dom Smith, I, he's another one. He's home run happy. And if he connects, he hits a home run. It's like hunky-dory. Everybody's happy. But what about those 42 other at-bats when he doesn't do anything? And it's the whole lineup. Lindor, McNeil, Lindor, uh, Alonzo, Smith. And let's face it, if Smith isn't hitting... And the same thing for McNeil. If they're not hitting, they're not exactly gold glovers to keep them in the lineup. But where's your alternatives? 
<laughs> where's your alternative? You, if you take Smith out, you're going to put McEnany in? He's not hitting it. And McKinney, whatever, he's not hitting. So, I, you know, let's hope they get healthy against the Yankees with the hitting. Uh, they'll be getting some guys back, hopefully. Uh, look, they, they had Tyler McGill pitch. And uh, he looked good. He pitched good in his first game. First, solid first outing. Went 4.1 innings. He went um, uh, at, at City Field against Atlanta. Didn't fare so well down there. They got to him for one pitch, though. He made one bad pitch. He, he gave up a three-run homer. And that was enough to sink him. But... Uh, he didn't pitch awful, and, you know, he pitched again against Atlanta. So they saw him twice in a row. That's tough. That's tough because then they they get really familiar with you. Um, had he seen somebody else, that he, that would might have been a good game. But, uh, look, he pitched a good game, made one mistake, but he kept them in the game. Um. But then Peterson gets hurt now. So we have to see what's up with, with Peterson. And the Mets are pushing Taiwan Walker's next start back in order to give him extra rest. According to Mike Poomer of the New York Post, Walker, who been scheduled to pitch against the Braves, uh, will now pitch tonight, Friday, against the Yankees in the Bronx. Marcus Stroman, who pitched this past Sunday against the Phillies, will now start on Saturday against the Yankees on an extra day rest. So they're not going to get the Grom, but they're going to get Stroman and uh, Walker, which is probably a good thing to uh, push back the those guys. The Mets designated uh, Jared Eikhoff for assignment and called up left-handed pitcher Thomas Zapuki. Prior to the game against the Atlanta Braves on Tuesday, he made an appearance on, uh, I think, Wednesday in a debacle. Uh, that was his first major league appearance. Gave up a couple of runs, but everybody was giving up runs in that get game. 20-2, to two, they lost the Mets. That was just a plain disgrace. And and keep in mind, they scored the two in the first inning. They had a 2 nothing lead, and it all went to, uh, to hell. Um, Peterson, again, started that game. He was hit hard from the beginning. Let's see if there's any updates on him. And uh, he left the game. He he left the game with a sore left side. No other word on what it is, uh, but we'll keep checking and see. But. Uh, you know, and again, we actually had DeGrom get hit a little bit in last night's game and then buckled under and retired the last 18, but the damage had been done there as well. So, um, you know, um, 
the Mets, uh, I'm sorry, it was right so- side soreness for David Peterson. They're waiting back for the results of tests. He will not make his next start. Rojas, uh, Luis Rojas said Peterson is very tight. Now a better idea of his injury and next steps when they get back to New York. So he will not leave. He will not uh, pitch on the fifth. Maybe he'll get one more start before the All Star break, but um, we'll have to to keep that in mind. Um, all right, let's take a break here and come back after this message. Okay, and we're back after that. And uh, let's take a look at the injury report. Jerry's Familia is expected to be activated off the 10-day injured list this weekend. Uh, Luis Rojas told reporters the other night he was sidelined with a right hip impingement, but he seems to be okay. Brandon Nimmo could also potentially be back on the men's roster this weekend. Nimmo hasn't played since May the 2nd in what was initially called a left index finger contusion, then re-diagnosed as a potential nerve prop problem, and then as a small ligament tear. This contusion led to a couple of stops and starts in his rehab, but it looks like uh, he will be back. He has been uh, making some rehab starts for Syracuse, and hopefully he will be back this weekend, and we really need him here. Uh, Dylan Patances, uh, bye-bye, will not see the field again in 2021. Uh, the Mets announced Wednesday that a veteran right-hander will undergo season-ending shoulder surgery. The 33-year-old pitched just one game for the Mets this season, allowing one earned run with a walk and a strikeout against the Phillies on April 7th. That was, uh, you know, ancient history. We talked about uh, uh, David Peterson. Uh, J.D. Davis could be back. He is set to begin playing minor league rehab games for Syracuse. And uh, he may have played last night. I think I thought Syracuse might have gotten rained out, but uh, he's going to be playing with them. 
and he could be back within a week or two, depending on what he does there. Jonathan Vila, Vila, he is uh, out with a right calf, and he could start a rehab assignment with Syracuse this weekend, either today or uh, tomorrow. He is uh, retroactive to June 22nd, so he hasn't played since June 21st. So he could be back within a few days as well. Thomas Nito is another guy that could be back within a few days. He got hit in uh, the wrist, and uh, he's been out with a contusion so he could return uh, this weekend as well. Carlos Carrasco has been throwing on a flat surface. Uh, he, he threw off a slope the other day, um, but still a few weeks away. But we could see him by the end of July. Noah Syndergaard is still shut down. Uh, he should be coming up, I would say, in the middle of July. He should be able to start throwing again maybe the last week in on July. Uh, he should be able to start throwing. He'll need a good month or so to build up arm strength. And if all goes right, we should see him by September the 1st. Um, the other guys, you know, I don't think we're going to see them back. Uh, Jordan Yamamoto out with a shoulder problem. Tommy Hunter with his back. Uh, Fargus is still out with a shoulder uh, who else? Anybody else? Um, uh, Jose Martinez, was it? He was out with a knee. So those guys, I think, are lost pretty much for the season. Um, but we're starting to get some guys back. I think this team needs Nimmo. They need the, uh, the boost that he brings the... The excitement or whatever you want to call it, but uh, he just pumps something into the lineup. Uh, you know, uh, he knows how to take a walk. He knows how to work out a walk. And uh, I think this team needs him, and they should, when he comes back, he should be right in the uh, leadoff spot. Try to fire this team up and get them going, and because um, they need something, they need a little pep and vigor, and they need to play fundamentals. They they just need to play fundamentals. Look, I'm not gonna say that the defense has been a lot better this year, but you know you have no Cano. I hate to say it, but you have no J.D. Davis either. They need his offense, but his defense kills them. So, you know, it's a tough circle. What do you do? Do you put him in? Galorme is, is, is playing a terrific third base. 
he don't have the power numbers. He has, you know, zero home runs, I think. He, he's getting his base hits. He's getting on base. He probably should be hitting higher in, in the lineup because he has a knack for getting on. Um, but he'll, he'll go to the bench when, uh, when Davis comes back because they gotta have Davis's power in there unless they make a move to, uh, to get upgrade at that position. We'll talk a little bit about that when we come back, but let's take another break and be back after this. And I'm back, and it's time to go down on the farm. Okay, during the month of June, New York Mets infield prospect Mark Vientos has been absolutely tearing the cover off the ball for Double A Binghamton. Vientos was named the Double A Northeast Player of the Week. After hitting five home runs, recording 10 RBI, and posting a slash line of 400 slash 500 slash 1.200. During the team's recent five game series with the Reading Fighting Phil, congratulations to Mark Vientis, who started out hitting like 188, and now I think he's up to like 260 something. He has been tearing the cover off of the ball. So congratulations to Vantos as, as he reestablishes himself as a, uh, a top prospect. Uh, Mets top prospects, Francisco Alvarez and Brett Batty. Batty will be representing New York in a serious XM All-Star Futures game on July 11th in Colorado. Should have been in Atlanta. MLB announced on Wednesday these two are well-deserving of the invitation, not only for being among the highest-ranked prospects in the Mets organizations, but for what they've been able to accomplish in the 2021 minor league season. Alvarez was hitting very well with the St. Lucie Mets over his first 15 games of the year. Uh, He had two homers, five doubles, was hitting like 417, 
12 RBI when he moved up to Brooklyn, where he struggled a little bit in the beginning, but now he's hitting 267 with a couple of dingers and 19 RBI, six homers, 19 RBI over 27 games. So Alvarez is playing uh, very well getting used to Brooklyn. A batty beginning year with the Brooklyn Cyclones and still there. And he has been hitting with a 318 average, 12 doubles, one triple, six homers, and 32 RBI over 42 games. He ranks as uh, the number five prospect, according to DeMeo's uh, chart, in the organization currently. Whether he stays at third base or not is a question surrounding him, but he's played solid at the position thus far. First base could be in his future. Uh, speaking on MLB announcement, uh, MLB Network after the announcement, Batty said that his offseason work ethic and the use of analytics, oh no, has helped me tremendously. I'm looking forward to playing with all these talented players and going to Denver. Okay, so let's look at how the minor leagues are doing. Not still not good. Uh, Syracuse, they are 14 and 36 on the season and they are in last place, 21 games back. The Binghamton rumble ponies are 17 and 31 and they are 14 and a half games back in fifth place in their division. The Brooklyn Cyclones are 17 and 32, and they are 15 games back. St. Lucie Mets are 27 and 24, and they are in first place, and they're four games up. So like the Mets, uh, the the um, the St. Lucie Mets are in first place, uh, but the Mets, I think, are two games up now St. Lucie's up by four. And I was wondering, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. Brooklyn has a pretty good lineup. They got Maurizio, they got Batty, they got Alvarez, uh uh Duplantis. They've got some good players. Why are they not more consistently winning? And I think the pitching is awful. It's not that good. Uh and, uh, you know, I, I think some of these guys may be young for this level or they just weren't ready yet for the level. And I think they're feeling their way around and, and, and putting together. And it's a, it's a longer season that they probably were, you know, used to. And they didn't play last year. So I think there's a lot of, of that uh, not making excuses. I Everybody's in the same boat. But they just got off to a bad start. And they can't seem to um, to catch up at this point. Uh, we're talking about Brooklyn. But Binghamton, same thing. Binghamton's playing a lot better. Um Syracuse, I can understand because they've been raided left and right by the Mets because of all the injuries. And uh, Binghamton's been raided um, to, you know, to get people in Syracuse, and they may not have been ready. So 
I think that all had to do with it. Now, before the break, we talked about the Mets looking to upgrade at third base. This from Andy Martino on the SNY Mets site that the Mets apparently have contacted the Minnesota Twins uh, in very preliminary talks to find out about Josh Donaldson. Um, these conversations have not yet progressed, but Donaldson is a possibility with the Mets. It's not yet clear if the Cubbies are going to sell, the Chicago Cubs are going to sell, but the Mets have interest in Chris Bryant as well, and they have have had that since the offseason. I don't know if the Cubbies are going to become sellers. They're still in this race. Um, they may not want to give up a piece unless they can get something back of great value. Which, in their case, may be a, a reliever, though they have Kimbrel the close, um, or a starter. And I don't, the Mets don't have the starters to trade right now. And they're very reluctant to a trade with uh to trade their prospects so it may be tough to get Donaldson as well though you have to consider a few things now with the signing of Lindor do you move Mauricio he's a shortstop he's what 20 21 now he could be two years away he's still playing in a high A I would expect the, they might move him to double A um, but is there going to be a place for him with the Mets in a few years Lindor is signed for the next what 10 years 8 years whatever it is I forget what the tra- the contract was now but with Lindor there where's Mauricio go You may want to consider moving him He's considered to be the number 2 prospect in the organization so there may be some interest on a Mauricio with if you trade to get a uh, a Josh Donaldson that could that could uh Vientos is a third baseman does that free up Vientos then now that he's hitting again will teams be interested in him if you have that type of spot where you could consider using a Guillaume who's what 28 29 he's young yet if need be if you get a Donaldson for four years or three he's got uh, he's in the second year of a four-year contract another two years um 
Vientos would be ready. So would you consider trading him? You can also always fill in with uh, Batty could be right behind him. You could fill in for a year with a Gilorme or a McNeil or something of that combinations if you need be. Uh, and do you package J.D. Davis and, and uh, a prospect to get a Donaldson. Now, the only thing with Donaldson is he's got a four-year, $92 million contract. Adding that would push the Mets over the luxury tax. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and the Mets don't want to go over that if they can avoid it. Uh, but it depends upon who they package in the deal. If they, they package the familiar in the deal, Perhaps that would be enough to lower, you know, that would take them and allow them to have room. I think they they figure that they're about ten million below that number. If they included familiar or or in another deal, um, or some other high paid player. I don't know who else they would have that's high paid that much but uh you know it's all mathematics now and figuring that out and personally i try to get through the season with either davis or galorme at third maybe even in a platoon well not a straight platoon but a switch up uh, once in a while and I try to sign Chris Bryant in the offseason. I think I would go that direction rather than making a trade now and losing these prospects. Again, with, uh, you know, Lindor here, you've got, um, you've got a log jam there. You really do. Um, Maurizio's a big, tall kid, though. I mean, they could move him to third, but you still got a lot. Then, then you may have a long jam at third. Um, you could move him the first, or they can move Batty the first. But you got Alonzo there, unless you move Alonzo or Smith. Um, those would be the guys I would consider moving if you could. Right now, would be Smith. Um, Davis, if he comes back, you hope that he starts hitting in the next week so people are interested in him. Uh, you know, as far as prospects, there's a, a mess in them that they could move, but you don't want to, especially pitching. I saw the other day somebody was talking about getting Jose Berrios from the Twins, and, and they were talking about trading JT Ginn and oh, I'm, I'm my mind is not uh, as sharp as it used to be. Whoever else they were talking about, um, three pitchers, I think, three prospects, and I, I'm not sure if I would make that deal. Not sure at all. Uh, I'd hang on to Matt Allen. Um. Well, he's he's 
coming off of uh, surgery anyway. But that's, uh, you know, that's what we're talking about now. And and this is what's going to occur now. You're going to hear all kinds of rumors about trades and whatnot and potential trades because we're getting near the trading deadline. I, I mean, we've still got a month, but it's time to sink or swim now. And, you know, the Nationals are getting hot. The Nationals are probably the hottest team in baseball, though the Dodgers uh, cooled them off a little bit last night. Maybe it's a good thing they're playing uh, the Dodgers now uh, to help the Mets out a little bit. Uh, Hope the Mets can take advantage of the Yankees' weakness. This is not a good Yankee team. This is not like the Yankee teams that were dominating. This is a team that can be beat. And the Mets can beat them. They just got to concentrate more on making contact and driving the ball. Don't worry about the home run. The home runs will come. We say this every year. Just If you just hit the ball, eventually the home runs will come. But that's up to them to do. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up. I've taken enough of your time and drove you crazy enough. So I want to thank you all for tuning in to to, to, uh, today's podcast. And I took a week off last week. And uh, hopefully we won't do that again for a little bit uh, of time. Um. Thank you all for listening and watching. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, CastBox, YouTube, wherever you listen or watch the podcast. Hit the subscribe button. It helps me grow the community and expand to new listeners. So until next time, sometimes it's tough. I know, but we got to get that offense going. Keep the faith. Stay optimistic. And let's go Mets. And I'll see you next time on the next edition of Mets Musings.